It's a Rich Word. Hi, and welcome to It's a Rich Word podcast, featuring the teachings of Drs. Adam and Ava Richardson of Christian Life Bible Church in Gratina, Louisiana. We welcome you to join us each day to receive a rich word from our pastors over 30 years of ministry. You will laugh, you will cry, you will be inspired, you will transform. We invite you to join us and to tell a friend about the podcast. Subscribe, like, and join us each day for a rich word. We, what we've been looking into uh, is the process of the good life. The process of the good life. Amen. And so we're going to go back into that, and we're going to study that tonight again. Is that all right? Good. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Let's read it from two translations tonight. Let's read it from the Amplified translation, and let's also do the message. All right? Let's do that now. Start with the start with the amplified. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. Isn't that powerful? Yes. Isn't that powerful? Just that just that statement in itself is powerful. Mm-hmm. We are. Now now pay attention to that statement. We are God's yes. own. Right? Yes. Handiwork. Yes, sir. <laughs> Listen, create it. So whatever you are, in Christ, God did it. Amen. It's God's doing, and it's marvelous in our sight. Read, uh, for we are God's own handiwork. Yes. His workmanship. His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Now I like that part now. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Yes. Now before you were recreated in Christ Jesus, you were in Adam. Uh-huh. You see, you were in Adam. I, I, I could run you a lot of places tonight, but I won't get to where I need to go if I do that. So let's, let's, let's skip that. Go ahead, Doc. Born anew. Born anew. That we may do. That we may do. Those good works. Those good works. Which God. Which God. Predestined. Predestined. Planned beforehand. Pr- planned beforehand. For us. For us. Taking path. Taking path. Which he prepared. Which he prepared. Ahead of time. Yeah, ahead of time. That we should. We should. Walk in them. Walk in them. Living the good life. Living the good life. Which he. Which he. Prearranged. Prearranged. And made ready. Uh huh. For us to live. Isn't that powerful? Yes. Isn't that powerful? Yes. Now let's read that same translation from the Message Bible. Yes. No. We neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. Mm-hmm. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. 
The good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yes, sir. Powerful. Now, we can see here, we understand what's being said. We have to see this. There are works, amen, and paths that lead to the good life. You see, there are what? Works, works and paths that leads to the good life. So what that tells you. That tells us that even though the good life has, be, has been prearranged, purpose for us who are in Christ, but we don't step into it automatically. Are you listening? Now here's here's what here's here's what you, here's what you got to see here. You can be in Christ and live ninety years, die and go to heaven, and never entered into one phase of the good life. Are you listening? Yes. See. Now why is that? See? Simply because it's not automatic. You don't step into it automatically. You don't. What happens here? There are works, amen, and paths that leads us into the good life. You better take them paths. You better do that work. The results of doing that work and taking the right path is a good life. Now, here's another thing. I'm going to throw this in there. I want you to see it. You can live a long life, but it's not necessarily a good life. God not only promised us a long life, but a what? Good life. And whatever you call good. That's God's best for us. Amen. But it's not automatic. Now, here's, here, here's something I'm convinced of. And I want you to be convinced of it as well. Now listen. You don't find these works. And you don't find these paths. Without the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why Jesus said. To his followers. 
you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. He told them in Luke 24, 49, don't leave the city of Jerusalem until you be into it with power from on high. He was talking about the infilling of the Spirit. Now, the infilling of the Spirit is necessary. Amen. Jesus started a work in us. God started a work in us through Christ. Amen. And the Holy Spirit finishes it. Jesus said, I must go away. For if I don't go away, he can't come. See, and he and Jesus, boy, I love I love the I love the Godhead. Nobody violate anything. Everybody stay in their lane. You ever notice? Yes. Jesus was telling us that now look, there's some more work to be done on you and in you. Come on. But that's not my assignment. Yeah, Pastor. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> That's his assignment. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now I want you to see something else here. That's very important. Very necessary. Very necessary. It's the, now, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead us. He's going he's to lead us into those works. He's going to lead us down those paths that leads to the good life. Hallelujah. But now, I want you to see it in this light, though. Say with me, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in, me. in me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit in, others. in others. That's how he's going to do it. He's going to do it, see, in you. There's some personal things he's going to deal with you with. There's going to be some intimate things between you and the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit is going to take and use others and do some things with you. Now, why? I don't know. But I do know that's how he's going to work. So, one of the things that we're going to have to come into and really begin to understand the importance of covenant relationships. Because he's going to lead us, the Holy Spirit is going to lead us into those good works and those paths that God has set for us. Amen. Through those relationships as well. You see. So. Jesus wasn't kidding with us. Neither was John and first John and second John. When they when they give us all of this, all of the stuff about love. That love issue is an issue. Amen. 
How many of you can remember? I gave you four, I think it was, I gave you four cycles of relationships one time. Anybody remember what they were? Communication. <laughs> no. Acquaintances. Come on. Acquaintances? Associates? Friends? Come on, Doc. How you knew that? Huh? How you knew that? Cheated. I know. Amen. Yeah. So covenant relationships. Now, rarely there are covenant relationships. They rare. You see. So there are some things that the Holy Spirit is going to say to you, going to teach you, guide you into through other people. So you got to keep an open heart and an open mind. And therefore, you have to develop sensitivity to the leading of the Spirit. You see, you have to develop that. Because if you don't, you're going to miss it. We have, a, we have a real serious enemy. And you know who he is. And he's always challenging relationships. He's always challenging them. The Bible called him at one time, the Bible says the accuser of the brother, brethren has been cast out. I'm talking about Satan. Yeah. Satan is always accusing somebody of something. Right. Now, it's easy for him to accuse, to accuse others when you live in selfishness. You'll take that bait every time. Amen. Do you realize selfish people never recognize when they're wrong? But they can surely recognize when you're wrong. Or when they think you are. But now, I want you, I want you to see that. I want you to, I want you to see this. And, and, and I want you to pray to be prepared to develop covenant relationships because that's another way that God leads us. God has people that he has ordained and purpose to help us get to where he wants us to go. And you can't shut that down. And you can't choose them. <laughs> that knocked your little boat, that knocked a little hole in your boat, didn't it? Yeah. See, you can't choose them. Because if you did, you'll choose everybody who think they who you think that like you and who gonna talk to you a certain kind of way and all that kind of stuff. And you don't need all that. You just need the truth. <laughs> and God picks them. 
And God knows that personality. So you might as well go with the flow. I don't like his personality. <laughs> well, he's ministering truth, truth to you. You see, well, I'm offended. Don't be offended. To be offended is a trap. To accept an offense is a trap. You got to see this here. Yes, you got, you, you got to see this here. You see, when God chooses to do something in your life, he don't ask you what you like. <laughs> Why he don't ask me what, what I like? Because he knows what's best for you. He don't ask you what you like. No, he doesn't. And you've got to develop some kind of toughness where you can be told something by somebody. Hallelujah. I'm talking about all of us. So this thing of finding the works in the path will come along the lines of relationships as well. It'll come two ways. You see, the Holy Spirit will deal with us on an individual basis. And then he also will deal with us, teach us, and guide us even through relationships. That's not any relationship. It's the Covenant relationships. Now, when you set, when you have covenant, most of you don't have covenant relationships. Now, you may have some good relationships, but they're not covenant because that person cannot tell you when you're wrong. They can't do it. I bet you a hundred dollars can't tell you. <laughs> They can't tell you that because you don't play that. Now, we friends all right, but I don't go that far. You know, right away, they done cross the line because you, you get that. Wait a minute. Look, hey, what? what, what huh? I know. No, you didn't go there. There has to be somebody in your life that can go there. You know, I, I, I studied a little bit about mentoring. And one thing I found out, that a real mentor is not a cheerleader. A real mentor is a coach. <laughs> the toughest relationship you'll ever have is a, is a relationship with a mentor. <laughs> Amen. Uh, a real mentor is a tough relationship to have. Why? 
They love you so much until they're not, they're not willing to leave you messed up. And they will deal with you tooth and nail to get you on the right track. But that relationship doesn't go far if you don't understand that that person have your best interest at heart. It'll be the toughest relationship you'll ever have. <laughs> you get it? And other reasons for that, see, because a mentor, he pulls on your chain for change. <clears throat> he pull that slack out of you. Isn't it powerful? It's a tough relationship. You'll know when you got a real mentor. You ain't gonna like to talk to him. <laughs> You'll be nice to him, but you don't want you don't want, mm -mm, I don't want to be that close to him. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> Until you grow up. When you grow up, you want it, you invite it. <laughs> then when you grow up enough you can laugh, you can sit back and laugh and say, Boy, you tore my butt up, but it did needed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thankful today that he told my mother, for she told my mother. Yeah, you need it. Some things you ain't gonna overcome till somebody whipped the butt. That's for real, man. There's certain things you just ain't gonna overcome. You ain't gonna beat it. So somebody beat you. You're not gonna beat it. And what I'm trying to say to you, see, God have set and purpose people up for this so you can get into the what? Good life. All of this leads to the good life. Man, if we could look and see the end results of the things that God has set for us, we'll go through them with ease. But you can't see that. If you could see it, you wouldn't have no problem at all. Look at, look at, look at, look at St. John 14. You all right? Yes, sir. 14, 17. I want you to look at that for a moment. It says, even the spirit of truth. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Now, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says the, whole, the world can't receive the Holy Spirit. A man without Christ cannot receive the Holy Spirit. That's, that's out. He can't receive it. But now listen. Because it seeth him not, uh -huh. neither knoweth him. Yes. But you know him, for he dwells with, with you and shall be in you. Yeah. When he says, for he sees him not, right? Mm -hmm. you, know what that, you know what it's implying? The man of the world is a man of the flesh. He, he, he lives by his senses. Yes. And if he can't perceive something with his senses, then by his senses, then what he does? He drops it. We say, you know it. Now, how do I know him? I've been born of the Spirit. That's right. 
See, I've been born of the Spirit. I know him. Now, now, now notice this here. He shall be, he shall, what? Dwell with you. He shall dwell with you. And shall be in you. And shall be in you. See, he shall dwell with you, right? Yes. And shall be in you. See? Now, I'm going to show you how that works. Now, there's two ways that this can be applied. We can apply it in two ways. Dwell with you. See, the Holy Spirit dwells with us because we are a part of the body of Christ. And where is his dwelling place? In the body. Now, he has a ministry to the world. But where does he dwell? What that mean? Where does he live? He lives within the body of Christ. See that? Can you see that? All right. Now, now here's a, another way it can be applied. He dwell it with you. You remember a few moments ago, we talked about covenant relationships. He dwell it with you through those relationships. He's in those people. And he dwell, and you guys dwell together. You guys what? Live together. And you live together in covenant relationships. So he's with you. Well, that concludes today's episode. We thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you were inspired and encouraged. We invite you to join our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. We can be found on Facebook at Christian Life Bible Church and on YouTube at CLBC Family. We invite you to tell a friend and to join us each week for our live services. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you again.